All right. Crystal clear. I'm crystal clear. You sound like you got chicken in your mouth. You know I do. Now you're cooking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are back. And it's cold as shit in Detroit. It is 20 degrees out. Real field temperature is 8. And Steve's balls are up in his heart chamber. It is real fun. I do not like it. My wife's been down uh, at the uh, Detroit Shipping Company, where one of our studios Oh, is, yeah. Uh, which we ain't using that motherfucker right now. Uh-oh. It's the only one open. Detroit uh, podcast. Detroit shut down the studios in uh, Royal Oak. So, Royal Oak, and yeah, just because yeah. nobody was using it, and it's kind of expensive. Um, I mean, it's oh just, yeah, it's just paused basically. Like the plus, just, yeah, plus like COVID is like still a thing. So uh, yeah, yeah. So we're not a lot it's, of people it's probably don't want to. Cleaning, it's easier to pay for the cleaning of one studio as opposed to two. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, she's been down there painting, and it's so cold. She's doing a mur- a mural. Uh, it's like a comic book kind of strip thing on a wall. Nice. They have different artists doing every panel, and she's doing one, and it's so cold, her paint's like getting tacky. Like oh she, my God. She put it on, it, just, it won't stay. You know? <laughs> so she's having to go down and do like a little bit every day as opposed to just doing it all, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. But uh, let's start this shit up and talk some Wonder Woman. Yeah. Before we really get into it, though, I do want to say uh, I do want to sh- give a shout out to uh, uh, Casey Pierce, the owner of Red Pen Studios, uh, writer of Nora, uh, and <laughs> I gotta say, and a very good friend of the family. Obviously, uh, she gave uh, as a Christmas present to me. She gave me some Johnny Walker Game of Thrones Song of Ice and Fire scotch, and that shit is so good. Nice. Oh my god, it's nice keeping me warm right now because, as we know, the uh, Child is inside sleeping, so I am in the back of my SUV <laughs> recording. I have, a, I have a nice setup. It's everything I have in the studio. It's just in the car. <laughs> so, it's a little wonky, but it works. Got to do what you got to um, do sometimes. Right? Yeah, I guess you get this shit done. Make um, moves. Freaking, uh, I was just, we were just talking a little bit about, uh, uh, uh the Forest, this game called The Forest. I've been watching that. First, originally, wasn't, I had no idea what the fuck it was, but I got into it because um, I, I like the idea of, like, survive, like, like Rust, except Rust oh, yeah. is so aggro. Like, everybody is just absolutely like, beeholes. So he used to kill you on sight. I mean, you, you, you spawn. 
beginning of the game naked with a rock on a beach, and like you have to basically have to do everything from there, like to survive, like build, you know, build a house, find clothes, whatever. And somebody can kill you, and you can die and lose it all. And so I was like, "Fuck!" So I came across this uh, Australian dude, Brendan from Vertigo Gaming. It's it's Vertigo with two eyes, mm-hmm. and he played it through with his uh, his buddy Sir Winter. And uh, well, not all the way through, but he did it on survival mode or whatever. And it that game is scary as shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the basic synopsis is you're on a plane, you get your kid with you, the plane goes down, you land on an island full of freaking cannibals and monsters, like just mutated, like one's like got six legs, the other thing's just a massive arms. And uh, uh, this dude kidnaps your kid, one of the cannibal dudes, and uh, you basically have to go find your kid who's hidden away in this cave system and shit. But it's hardcore survival. Like, you get thirsty, you get hungry, you know, if you get hurt, you have to bandage your wounds, you, you have to eat berries. And at night, the cannibals start coming out. They say, At first, like, the first night, you don't see too many. You'll hear them, like, in the back, like, a hoo-hoo, you know, like, laughing and hooting and stuff. So creepy. But you might see one. Sometimes they'll run up to you during the day, and they'll just stare at you. You know, they'll, they'll, walk, they'll walk around you, kind of look at you, and then run away. Other times they'll run up to you, and they'll hit you, and then they'll run away, and just they won't come back. It's mm-hmm. just really the AI is amazing, uh, but as the days the days go by and the nights go by, by like day five and day ten, you're starting to get more and more uh, cannibals. You know they're attacking you. They're they're angry that you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the, these mutants start spawning like Armsy, which is this big mass of flesh that has like six arms or whatever. And no matter how good of a fortification you build, that motherfucker will knock it down in two hits. Oh yeah, easily. So I've gotten this thing where I've, I just got to go to the coast and and I got to the island like, and I go there where they can't get to me. <laughs> for whatever reason. Give them a bitch. It always feels like the nighttime lasts 10 times the daytime on this oh, yeah. island. But once there's, once there's, you see the the, uh, the rays of the sun start cutting through the forest canopy a little bit different and you, know, you see it starting to get a little dark, I book it for my base and I just like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like because you, you you literally have nothing but an axe to start out with. You got to scrounge for food. You got to learn how to chop down trees. You got to build up your stamina. You got to right. find fresh water. So you got to get to kill turtles, which I don't like. And you got to you got to take the turtle shells and use them to catch as to make rain catchers. Mm-hmm. You got to catch meat and dry the meat out to eat it and stuff like that. It's crazy, crazy. And the cannibals have really weird. Um, like I said, the AI and the cannibals is. Is strange because it adapts to what you do. You know, like if you build a fortification that's huge, oh, that's they're so going to come crazy. at you in mass. But you can also like build, you know, little tree forts, basically like, like little cabins in the trees and shit, and have rope bridges going from tree to tree. So you can do that. But eventually, an arms is going to find you and it's going to knock those trees down, and then you're, everything you build is just gone. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of trial and error. But the island is huge. You know, you get some snowy areas and shit like that. And there's like this huge sinkhole. The bottom of the sinkhole's got like, you know, these these bodies everywhere. Like people have been landing on the island, you know, the course of like, you know, for forever. Yeah, it's like been a 20, long time. Like twenty years, you find like some yakuza corpses. And the cannibals don't eat everybody. Sometimes they just kill them and they string them up. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the you find these missionaries, these Christian missionaries, deep in the caves in one spot, and these like tents. So creepy, dude. You know they they the cannibals killed them, but they arranged their bodies to look like they're praying against a wall. He's like, <laughs> that's great. So gross. Like especially since it's, you're all by yourself. Like you know, yeah. you can play multiplayer, but you know. Yeah, I did a co-op with my brother, and literally, like 
when it started, I was like, hmm, let me just explore everything I can because surely they won't hit me with any crazy stuff until like night two or three. And on the first night, um, there was like a, a shipwreck that I like came across, like that was like washed up on shore. It was just a little, it was more like a, just a regular boat, but a dinghy. like, it's just a dinghy. No, like it was like a, <laughs> it looked like a yacht or some shit. Uh. Like it was like somewhere along the coast and I went to it and I'm like looking at it. I'm like, Hmm, maybe there'll be something in here. I go in there by the time I came out, it was already night. And I just heard the noises, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, they, no. they start, they chase you, they 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 toy with you, they hoot at you, and they holler. and they like the thing is in the daytime they're still present, they're just not as present, and yeah. it's like you can be walking through the forest itself, and you can see them in the distance just lollygagging, like they don't know you're there. Yeah, they and have control just, routes. Like the, the AI will will spawn these things in, and they they walk." <clears throat> they don't run they walk certain routes sometimes they stop and pray mm-hmm. you know they'll stop and pray to these effigies they build if with they'll take these sticks and they'll stick a human head on it and they'll like shove a camera in its mouth and like arrange fingers around the head so it looks like it's so sun. gross it's messed up you know but yeah but you'll come across them praying and shit like that sometimes it's just weird but yeah they're freaking shit at night you know that, that first night where you're just you're shivering you've got no weapons you just have that one that survival axe that you found you know, and you're trying so hard not to die. And, you know, you have to, like, cut down logs to build fences and shit. And, oh, my God. <laughs> and if you build a fire, it's ten times worse because then they come for you. You know, they 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 hate that. Like, it drives them crazy, you know. But if you don't build a fire, you can literally freeze to death. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it, it takes a lot of uh, trial and error at first. But you can kind of get a formula down. Like, yeah. It's pretty, uh, until it's pretty, that worm thing comes in by like the, like after day, like day 20 or 30, when that, yeah, it's a flying mass of flesh that just lands on you, like with, oh, <laughs> and it's of, like, so gross. Ugh, and just flops around. Yeah. See, I, I enjoy survival games like that. Like, I got this one, um, probably about eight months ago called Stranded Deep. And it's like if you took the forest and instead of there being one big island, there was like nine randomized pieces of map. And literally every time you play the game, it will be different. Um, but like imagine a, a three by three grid. And in each square, there would be a chance of either being an island, a a death zone where there's like a big monster or like a, a aircraft carrier that was abandoned and oh, no the shit. game starts off in like a very similar way you're in a plane uh something happens it crashes but in the middle of the water you wake up on a raft the raft takes you to your starter island um this game has a very similar structure to um, the forest, uh, where you got to worry about your, your hydration, your hunger, uh, all that. But they added another layer where you can straight up get sunburnt and you can like get poisoned because of it. Oh, and no like, you can die because of the sunburn and like, <laughs> it's crazy. And there's like snakes on, on every other Island. 
and like there's sharks in the water there's like everything is a hazard really but like oh and there's there's coconuts everywhere and they tell you you can rehydrate yourself by drinking the coconut milk but if you drink too much coconut milk you get sick and you start puking and like it literally like affects your character's health like you start losing like hp just off the fact that you drank too much coconut milk. So if you're like, oh my God, I need to hydrate, but I don't have any clean water. Well, let me just start drinking coconut milk. Next thing you know, you're throwing up and now you're actually losing hydration because you're throwing up. Oh, Jesus. And it's like, you, you have to balance so hard, but it's really cool because it has like this story that is an endless time loop where like the thing that caused your plane to crash was another plane hitting it. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> And you have to go, and it was like in the middle of some crazy storm on some real Bermuda Triangle-like stuff. And uh, you have to go like in your playthrough from island to island, however you can. You can either build a raft, you can take the life raft that you started with, you can like make like a sailboat out of your raft. Like, there's ways to to get around. Um, but they, uh, you, you have to make all this stuff and find all these parts on all these different islands and then make your way to the aircraft carrier and you have to craft yourself a plane. What and when fuck? you, and when you take off, you crash into your own plane. It's an endless time. That loop. is fucked up. Yeah, That's but crazy. it was, a it, it was a really fun game while I was playing it. It was just very eerie. And the the threat of the sun and and dehydration were so intense. I had to like I accidentally did this glitch to like have infinite um infinite supply for my uh my my like water catcher. Um, like basically it was just like some palm leaves and a tarp and some sticks holding it all up, and like it basically just you know, sucked all the moisture out of, uh, the leaves. And, uh, like that was how you could get water really easy. Um, but I accidentally glitched it where it would always be working. So it always oh, had easy. water replenishing. So like, I got to a point where I could just stay on that one Island for forever and be fine. But then I was like, eh, this is kind of stale. I went to another Island halfway through the sharks started circling me. I was like, Oh, great. So then I started like rowing as fast as I could, got to the other island, and like within 10 seconds of being on this new island, I got attacked by a snake. And like when the snake attacks you, you need a very specific set of ingredients to craft the the antidote. And like it's it's like a couple plants you gotta like put together and like in a bowl, like mashed up, and then like apply it to whatever. And uh the thing is, like, I had a bunch of the one material from the first island, but neither the first or the second island had the second material I needed. So I was ass out on the thing I needed for the antidote. So the poison literally killed me over the course of a day because I didn't have the time <laughs> to row to another island and find out. But it was it, it, it gave me like forest vibes without the cannibals, like very difficult. Uh, survival that is a worthy challenge like if if you master it like you could play this game for forever 
and and eventually get to the point where like you actually survived like it, well, it's cool it, it's so sweet i, lo- I, watched, I love uh... um even forest has an ending Oh, like yeah. and it's it's really uh twisted. It's cool. it, it's it's cool that that even exists, but it's really messed up. Like oh, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I watched Vertigo play um, Seven Days to Die. <laughs> Have you ever played that Seven Days to Die? I've never played it. I've seen it's, people play it. It's beautiful. Look, it's crazy. A lot of uh, you know, it should, really should be PVE. In yeah, a way, it reminds me a lot of um, Left for Dead. So, oh yeah, no, classic. You have you have seven days to build your fortress or like to reinforce a house, you know, to scrounge up supplies, ammo, weapons, and shit. And then on the seventh day, that night, a horde of zombies will pour at your at your fort at towards your house, no matter where you are. And um, uh, these kind of it, basically like the, the horde will start at one end of the map and work its way through, and just start killing everything, you know. And there's different types of zombies. Some of them like explode into acid. Other ones can uh, fly in the air and shit like that. They're like mutated and shit. And it's the game is crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's so much uh, uh, PvP in it, you know. Like I was watching him play it, and I'm like, this game looks hard as fuck. And he's like, this guy comes up and just shoots him in the back of the head. He's like, oh, oh, what the fuck? I didn't see him. I'm like, what? That's a thing, really? You know. So like. He builds this trench, and then there's this, these guys that are like, "You should join our church." And he's like, "I don't want to join church. Fuck you." He's big, big Australian <laughs> accent. He's like, "Fuck off, fuck off," you know. And so the the guys like, you know, well, you know, you're gonna regret that. So they start building crosses outside of his house that he's trying to reinforce, you know. And as the the days and uh, the nights go by, like they start doing other weird shit. Like when he goes out for supplies, they sneak in his house and they steal his shit. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, they'll bust holes in his walls, <clears throat> and then finally, when the zombie horde comes, one of them runs out and throws dynamite at his front door and blows it up, so the zombies can just pour in. He's like, "What the?" F-? And I'm like, "Who the fuck would want to play a game like that?" Because I mean, kids are griefers, like they're assholes. Like, you're just oh, a twelve yeah. year old, he's bored, he's just gonna fuck with you. You know, it's not like they're not, they're not playing it as to to escape from reality. They're just playing it to be dicks. You know. Yeah, and, uh, I was like, eh. I mean, there's there's some servers that I guess are are just uh, PVE, you know. But uh, yeah, I was like, eh, I downloaded it. It was like it's like seven bucks on Steam. I'm like, whatever, I'll try it, you know. Um, but I do like those that style of game. The forest is very uh, very intense. I mean, it's very quiet and dark. It's not something like if you live by yourself, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, and you <laughs> do not start playing that fucking game during no, COVID nightmares. Like, Especially like if you night. don't leave the house. <laughs> if, if if you're stuck at home during COVID by yourself in your apartment or your house and there's nobody Never. around you, don't fucking do that shit. Because the mm-hmm. mailman's going to come to the door and you're going to shoot him in the head. <laughs> you're going to be like, ah, <laughs> you're going to lose your mind. Because the game is completely paranoid about everything. Oh my God, the game is freaky. You know, you, you'd be sitting there in the middle of the night, you, there's a, light, a thunderstorm going on, it's raining, and you, you look out your cabin window. And looking right back at you is the face of a, you know, a cannibal ready to eat your face off. It's screaming. It's beating on the window. It's so you know? funny, too, though, when you're, like, in the house and it's night. And it's, like, it's really calm. And you're, like, huh, this is really strange. And you look out the window and you just see one of them standing there, like, looking, like, from a distance. Like, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. sometimes they just at stare you. at you, like, like yeah, we're going to eat you later. You cool with that? Yeah, right. Well, it's real bad. It's like it'll be real quiet. You won't even hear them coming because they're so mm-hmm. silent, you know, and you'll turn around and you'll just see one standing on a hilltop looking down at you. 
and it'll open its mouth and it'll scream this huge, loud, bestial scream. It's really long. And then you'll so hear creepy. the distance, you'll hear answers, and you're like, oh, fuck me. You start running. And you can hide. You can crouch down and try to hide from them. You know, and sometimes it's successful, you know. But they will eventually find you no matter where you build your fort, your house or whatever, you know. You know, the only the only saving grace is that yacht and some of the islands because the cannibals yeah. cannot swim and none of the mutants can swim. So if you go out to like an island and build out there, it's very difficult to do. But you can build a little st- a place out there that they cannot get to, uh, which is nice. You know, the yacht is this half sunken yacht that's it's moored there. It's, apparently, some people came there looking for some lost kid, and uh, you do find a human head on the table in there. So obviously, <laughs> the cannibals had been there, but um, they can't get to you. So you, I mean, you can go, you can use that as a save point. And that's the other thing with the game is that you can't just save anywhere. You have mm-hmm. to build a shelter to save your game. You know, so like the you know the first thing you do in the game, I mean, yeah, you're an explorer. You know, you're gonna bust open, uh, you know, because you you land, you wake up in the middle of a plane wreck. You know, so there's suitcases laying around and body parts and shit, but you can bust open the suitcases for like you know medicine and supplies and shit and food, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but I mean, you have to go build a shelter, otherwise you're not gonna save your game. And if you die, you have to start all over, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's crucial. So, you know, like, and one of the first things I did was just build a, I built a tree fort. You know, it was, it was cheap. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't hard to do. Um, uh, and it was, it was a way to get off the ground. And the cannibals, they do climb. Mm-hmm. But they generally won't for the first couple of days. So it gives you some time, some breathing room, you know. Um, but I did build a, a little cabin in a tree, you know, once with a rope leading up. Because you had to climb a rope to get up to it and shit. And, uh. I thought it was okay, and in the middle of a thunderstorm, you know, I could see the cannibals milling around down below. They were screaming and hooting and hollering, and like they knew I was there. And mm-hmm. uh, I looked to the right. I went. I went back in the cabin and stood by the fire I'd built. And then I looked out the window, and I could see one of them crawling up the tree next to me, like the tree, like a junk to the tree I was in, and it jumped off that tree onto the roof of my house and started beating on the roof. I'm like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> Like, it was scary as shit. I mean, it fell off, <laughs> but I'm like, oh my God, you know. Oh, God, that game is so crazy. So crazy. Yeah, I wish, uh, I, I wish those games had a bit more combat focus because sometimes your combat ability really is limited. And like the the AI you're fighting against is very capable. Oh, yeah. No, they they know what they're doing. They'll, they'll come at you on mass and. Yeah, and it's they, like I will say this though: the, the patterns that that it does do is interesting. Like some of the can there's different tribes, and some of the tribes, like if if you kill one of them in the middle of a in the middle of a fight, you know the other ones will you know will keep fighting you, but some of them will stop and start devouring their own fallen comrade. You know, mm-hmm. and by the same token, some of them will stop and start crying over the guy that you just killed, and then they get even more mad, and you're like, oh, oh no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. It's pretty cool. So we, that game is just, again, it's just very, very cool. Um, I did watch the Discovery finale, Star Trek Discovery. It was really good. How was the season? It was good. This season was pretty damn good. Um, 
every time you say that, <laughs> I think of Scott Evil going, yeah, on the whole. On the whole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, no, We shall call it Operation Preparation H. Preparation H feels good <laughs> on the whole, yes. Um, but no, I did. I liked it a lot. It was very, uh, very good. I mean, there were some points where you're just like, this is the Michael Burnham show. This is like mm-hmm. this is all about her character, and it's really kind of it gets to be kind of annoying. Where like the storyline, you're watching you're watching the, mo- the the show, and you're like, "This is great. This character is cool. Why is Michael here? Okay, she's taking control, and now it's about her." <laughs> you know, yeah, like, they they painted it as her show from the beginning, and it's it's a shame when there's so many good people on that show. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel like Star Trek in that respect. This upcoming season seems like it will be because now they're just going to be exploring. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, you know, because um, they they taking care of all their shit. They're like so all know, their missions are caught up at this point. Pretty well, much. they're like three thousand years in the future. So um, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> they get all this cool nanotech and all this shit, but you know they they played the original and the finale this time for the the ending credits. They played the original Star Trek theme song. Oh, that's which cool. I thought was really good, like from the '60s. Um, but there's, there's lots of twists and turns with like the, the way the the shit was going, you know, the baddies mm-hmm. and all that shit. Um, one of the most interesting storylines is about uh, Gray, who's this character who's dead. Um, basically, Gray was a trill who um, had a symbiont put put in him. Like they they take symbionts out of the symbiont. You know, when a, a trill joins with a symbiont, it's basically this parasite that's, uh, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it just, it joins with you and it, you get all of its memories and all the memories of its previous hosts. Oh, so it's like Venom. Basically, yeah, except without superpowers. And, right. Uh, <laughs> and, and Gray, uh, whose uh, mate was uh, Adira, um, Gray died like like a week or, you know, two weeks after getting the uh, symbiont known as Tal. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Gray Tal died, and Adira like was you know surrounded by robots. You know, they was like, I, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's gonna die if I don't take it. It needs a host, and humans have never really been successful in taking uh, a symbiont on for more than like a week or two. The symbiont always dies, and the human dies too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I have to try. I don't want it to die. And it's it's all I have left of Gray. Um, so, but they becomes joined. You know, so in doing so, it's all of Gray's memories. And they he starts seeing gray though, so it's a little bit different because this is a human, not a not a uh, trill. You mm-hmm. know, it's that the trill and the symbionts have symbionts have this like kind of like link. So like you know, if a symbiont and a trill join, they're fine. But not all trill are capable of taking a symbiont on. You know, but for the most part, for the most part, it's it's pretty seamless when it works. But for a human, it's different. So they he starts seeing dead boyfriend. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically your dead mate you know and it's not really a she it's they it's pretty much they he's uh um one of the very first uh it's late and i've been drinking um <laughs> what's the, what's the word when you when you want to be called they it's nine non-binary right? non-binary yes yeah thank you and uh blue del barrio played blue's beautiful absolutely amazing so so good like they play this amazing character mm-hmm. um so so basically they uh they, see, they keep seeing gray and at first, they, they don't say anything about it. And then uh, then they're like, well, you know, I like basically they tell Stamets, who's this uh, one of the guys in the show about it. And Stamets is like, well, I believe you because I've mm-hmm. seen some shit. 
you know, so they recognize that, you know, he's not really sure what it's all about, but he knows, okay, well, Adira is seeing this person and the person seems to be different. It seems to be there, you know, so whatever. He's just going to accept the Adira season. Well, in this last season, toward the tail end of it, um, they go to the ship that basically takes, it alters your form, you know. This is how they beam into a holographic uh, environment, basically, and the, and the computer will determine the life form that's beaming in, and it will change its shape to, to be slightly different to, con- you know, basically, so it merges with that hologram seamlessly, doesn't appear different or too weird. You know, it's it's all part of this basic storyline. But you know, basically, what happens is, is when Adira beams down, Gray is given a holographic form, and everybody else can see Gray. So, which means you know, Gray literally mm-hmm. is a conscious being, just not dead, not alive. It's just a free floating consciousness. So it's really fucking weird, because <laughs> you know, at first I'm thinking, okay, well, this, you know, they're just Adira is just missing uh, uh, their dead lover. You know, that's just like, you know, okay, well, you're seeing what's not really there. It's all in your head. Well, it's not, actually. Gray literally is, well, not alive, but a consciousness separate from theirs. It's really weird, but it's a really interesting story because now you've got this option for this, you know, this upcoming season of them to explore this thing. Well, you know, what is death? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Gray's physical body died, but... Their consciousness did not, you know, it lived on in, you know, obviously just, I mean, it's a collection of memories and stuff like that, but obviously some of the consciousness is there because this computer, you know, and Adira and other people recognize, okay, well, it's there. It's not just, you know, a memory. You're not imagining shit. It's actual living thing. So it's really kind of cool. So it's, and it's a storyline. I think they did, uh, I forget what show in Voyager. I think they did a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. They explored that, you know, what it was to actually be alive. Like, what was your, you know, it wasn't really your soul, but, you know. Right. So it's it's going to be really neat. And Gray's played by uh, Ian Alexander, who's this really amazing uh, trans actor who's, you Ian know, like. Ian Alexander. Yeah, Ian Alexander, you know, and he's beautiful and hilarious and wonderful and a lot of fun to watch. And very tiny. Oh. Super yeah. tiny. So tiny, <laughs> like you know, like he's an Instagram and all that shit. But like you, like you see him on screen, you're like, oh my god, you're little. <laughs> Very. Oh my god, so small. Oh my god, so tiny, little. Put you in the pocket. But yeah, so the discovery ended on a pretty interesting note. You know, Michael Burnham wound up being captain of the ship. Okay, so we all knew that eventually was going to happen. But yeah, um, Ian played uh, Lev, one of the side characters in The Last of Us Part Two. Yes. Yes. Very, uh, very good role too. And, uh, it was very interesting because I didn't, I I didn't realize he was trans, but I had, I had heard theories that the character was, and I didn't know what it was based off. Now it makes sense. Huh? But they, they modeled the character completely after him. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, it's very seamless too. I mean, uh, Wilson Cruz plays uh, the doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, his husband is who uh, Stamets is. Um, Anthony Rapp plays Paul Stamets, and Anthony Rapp has okay. been in a ton of shit. Anthony Rapp was uh, the first time I saw him was Dazed and Confused, mm-hmm. and he was young as shit. 
<laughs> he's still, but he calls himself uh, like on Twitter. He's like albino kid. <laughs> it's really rap, which is very funny. But um, so he, yeah, you know, so they have this. They've kind of adopted Adira. So you have this funny little dynamic of a family of these two gay men raising this non-binary, <laughs> you know, not raising, but you know, basically adopting this non-binary character. Yeah, and I love it. I love it to death. You know, I think it's hilarious. And uh, the show is just like it's not. They don't like. They don't highlight it. They're not like you know. Look at us. We're the queer Star Trek. Woo! You know, like they just. Yeah, like, no, they're they're just they're like just we're people. Characters. We're well, here. Yeah, they're just characters, as it should be. They're just they're part of the society. You know, I feel like that's the common fear of people that are very phobic of the new integration of how norms are going to be going forward. The people that are very phobic of all that that like come off as like some sort of uh, what's the word uh, bigot. Uh, <laughs> um, a lot of them people. A lot of their concern is they're going to just start throwing characters in our show that are going to be th- those things. And it's going to be like, obviously done as a ha ha. We beat you to be being actors in the show. And now you get to watch us every time you think about star Trek. Like, but, it, <laughs> but if, but it never happens like that, <laughs> like ever. Not. Like Although I will, I will, I will, I will admit to a certain level of like, ha ha. When I tell I see Wilson Cruz, <laughs> kiss, Oh yeah. <laughs> kiss the guy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you know, like that. Too fucking bad. Right. <laughs> that's good. You know what? Because they're people, just yeah. like you. So they deserve to kiss whoever the fuck they want. Fuck you. It makes me. I know, it's I so really, silly. I get it's really, so silly. Like, I get really mad at people that are homophobic. You know, like it's just like you fuck, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know? like, I mean, honestly, it's it's such a funny concept because like even people in like that that have a religious backup to it. It's like you're putting like your faith in something above someone's right to live. Like how bad does that make you? Like, Oh, yeah. oh I could go down that road forever. Like I get real after 12 years of Catholic school. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Tell me, tell me the commandment where God said, you know, bully gay people. Exactly. America, <laughs> like, America, America. America. Yeah. <laughs> well, the more you fight something, the more, the more you really, you know, feel that shit yourself a lot of times you know i mean oh i know a bunch of people that uh they bullied and uh like you know harassed uh, a lot of gay people and you know they it might not be uh, five years from now might not be 10 years from now but like 15 20 30 years from now like they left their wife for a man yeah and it's like what happened? Well, <laughs> he was gay the whole time and was just suppressing it by bullying his own kind yep and uh yeah. I mean, crazy story. Like, I got a cousin. Um, oh, what are you like doing? Your microphone. Stop it. Like, a, I was, I was scratching my head. Stop um, it. <laughs> um, I have a second cousin that, like, when I first met him, I was already like seventeen, um, and he was like fourteen, fifteen, and uh, it was clear first time we met them as a family like our family met their family at the same time and it was clear to our family that either he was gay or there was something else going on that we weren't aware of but gay was the obvious like if i had to guess right now what that person is that's the number one guess and his father my dad talked to him and was like look 
I don't want my sons to like accidentally say something that might offend your son. Um, so I'm just going to come out and ask you before something might happen. Uh, is your son gay? Not that I'm offended with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but is your son gay? And he like, he, he told my dad like, uh, no, he's not. And you guys can leave. Oh, and we fuck? didn't, and we didn't talk to him for like a year. Oh, and after that year, um, he called up my dad and was like, Hey man, uh, I just want to let you know, uh, Jacob came out to me last night. Uh, yeah, I feel really bad about what happened between us and our families because, uh, I mean, to be honest, I knew all along I was just, you know, I was that guy that in high school, I beat up all the gay kids. I put them in chokeholds and I, I did all kinds of shit to them. And, you know, I, I really treated them like shit my whole life. And I felt like, you know, if he's gay, then that's God's karma for me being the way I was in high school. And he, like he fully believed that. And I wasn't going to challenge his religious belief that he got karma coming. <laughs> yeah, just But like, but yeah. it is like, you know, that was his response to the whole thing was like, dude, I feel like I caused this. It's like, no, some people are fucking gay. <laughs> like that happens. Like some people, and, are, some people are born male, but feel like they're female and vice versa. It's just it's, fucking it, how it's, it is. I mean, yeah, and that's but, been a thing for the longest time. Oh God. And yeah. it's, it's only just been recently brought to the forefront of conversation. I mean, there's gay people going back thousands of years. Even in the Bible, they've written of entire cities of gay people. Like we're talking like forever. Be, oh yeah, and I'm, I wish I wish I could be like a bigger man about it. But like, when I find out people are like racist or homophobic or whatever, I just cut them out of my life completely. Oh, like, completely. Yeah, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Because oh yeah, a and lot of I ended up there. cutting that cousin off because <laughs> uh, not the not the gay one, the his his dad. Um, oh yeah, because his dad like in the last four years became ultra trumper and oh, like uh, <laughs> and it was so funny because i was sitting there the whole time every time he made a post like what would your son think if he oh, yeah. read and i've been posting on posts. the podcast account on twitter like like crazy i was like one of the other podcasters that i know was like you should really keep this shit to your personal you know account like you know you don't want to offend people probably i'm like no fuck them no no fuck like, them. I don't, if they don't like it they can fucking leave like i don't this this is i don't want them listening to my podcast if they're racist homophobic dickheads like i just don't and i, I would like i said i wish i was a, a bigger man and i could be like well i want to you know like try to keep them close and try to educate them and like make them better people. Yeah. no the, i don't have time for that shit i'm a dad who works full-time i got two kids they can go fuck themselves bro because <laughs> i don't gay, have time for gay shit. people showing up in my movies and video games is not ruining my movies and video games <laughs> exactly. like <laughs> it doesn't change it at all and if they look like wilson cruz they enhance it because that motherfucker's handsome as hell <laughs> oh my god yeah, Kelly's uncle Tony was one of the first gay men that ever got married in the entire country, and that's uh, crazy. It's awesome, and that <laughs> that pastor, it's just crazy to even that pastor hear that. moved to Miami. He's such an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> his Instagram is all pictures of his feet, and then beyond his feet are like sand. I mean, like, how, dude, in the I ocean. don't know. <sighs> I don't know how I can possibly have anything more to tell future generations about my life because I have witnessed such a dramatic shift in the world and oh yeah like 25 26 years now like i'm looking at fucking i witnessed 
gay marriage becoming legal in the U.S. My whole life up until that, it was illegal to just be gay and married. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah. That's they just crazy. Like, no, we're not doing it. And now and some- I'm probably within four years of of legal weed everywhere in the oh, yeah. U.S. Like unheard of. That's some crazy shit. I love that shit right now. I'll tell you what, I sleep, <laughs> I sleep good at night living in Michigan. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, legislature. Shout, shout, mm. shout out to the Green Mile. Shout, shout out to Green out. Mile. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Thank you. I'm no longer driving down to, like, Cass Corridor. <laughs> oh I can just go gosh. to fucking, I can go to Woodward at 696 and it's drive through Motherfucker, Dude, it's drive through <laughs> eight, eight, eight Mile has, like, 30 dispensaries. <laughs> All within like two miles. I love Michigan. And all of them are like ultra cop protected. So it's like, oh, I'm on eight mile. It's scary. Oh, but the weed places are backed up by the police. Sweet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. It's so funny. Yeah, I did, I've been doing CBD oil for my knees, my right knee. Lately. That shit helps, man. It does. It does. It actually helps a lot. Joe Rogan. You know, Mr. Joe Rogan was talking about it, you know, and uh, Joe Rogan was like, just do it. It's good. And I was like, ah. He's like, nah, do it. <laughs> and uh, no, I did I did try it out. And it was, it's it does help a little bit. It's not obviously like, you know, it's not like you're slapping Tiger Bomb on your knee every five seconds or anything. But, you know, the shit does make a bit of a difference, you know. The joys mm-hmm. of, of being a... <laughs> Of being a, a bodybuilder most of your life and then hitting your 40s. You know, you, you, like All of body. that hard work you, you dedicated for so long. Oh, my knees hate me so much right now. I got to lose weight. I'm at 260 right now and I'm still thick as shit and big. But, you know, I mean, I don't have a gut or anything anymore, but like, I mean, I'm still big. But because I move roughly my new job, you know, right now, and we're, we're between two and 5,000 pounds a day, you know, so it's. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's like pushing the carts at a roll job, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot more. <laughs> like, right. You're physically picking it up and setting it down. I lift things up and put them down. So, you know, my arms are huge and my chest is huge, but it's just my body overall is so big right now. Like, because I work for a company that is in coffee and food distribution. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> driving around, like drinking coffee drinks and eating snacks. Like, I could probably not eat so much jerky. <laughs> 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 you know, it's probably not good for like my third bag at like uh, Jack Links. Probably not good. You know, I'll just switch to free, I'll, I'll switch to some of these Funyuns. That's probably better, right? You know, the Funyuns. Probably a little bit. It's the worst thing in the world, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, eating a bag of Funyuns and then putting a mask on and walking into a business. Oh, <laughs> you're just like don't do you're, it. You're breathing out and then hot and the rest, onion air. Oh, like oh, it's yeah. for the rest of that day. You're just you're Funyun boy. <laughs> so you know it's it, you're like mm. you know it's my favorite. I have That's a rough. really long beard now. Um, yeah, yeah, you do, you dirty hillbilly. Dude, like my beard <laughs> is like seriously long right now, and uh, it's not Adam long, but it's up there. <laughs> oh, it's close though, because he trimmed it last year, and like I'm not that far from him. Um, Adam's beard was down to his waist. Like, oh, it used to be, yeah, like past his fucking belly that button and shit. Oh my um, god! No, I'm talking like when he cleaned it up for Greg, and oh, yeah. uh, it was like at least like to his collarbone. Like <laughs> mine, if I were to stretch it, I'm like yeah. right there. My, oh, I, mine just curls so much that like it can't possibly extend that far. It just it's really full. Um, yeah, mine but doesn't. The, the beauty is, white, so it doesn't go that long anymore. I we use don't like let that happen. <laughs> I use like this beard oil um, to soften it, um, 
It's got like a lemon zest in it. Well, hello, Mister Fancy Pants. And uh, like when I when I massage it in and whatever, and then like I'll go out and I forget I even did that. I'll put them. I'll put a mask on when I go into a place, and like I'll take it off and I'll realize like holy shit, my mask smells like nothing but lemon zest. Like <laughs> the whole thing, just from the bottom part of it touching my beard, like. The whole thing smells like lemon zest. Yeah, I'm in like uh, five or sometimes ten different businesses a day, uh, ranging from Google uh, to Amazon to you know, Little Caesars, you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of different like you know, you know, corporations. So I'm always popping on a mask and taking it off and shit. So my mask, like I've learned <laughs> to launder my masks, you know, regularly to wash them with soap and water, and you know, like. Because I mean, you you go like two days, you know, wearing the mask, you know, it's it's not gonna go good. You're gonna put it on the next morning. You're like, oh, rah. what's really bad is like, you know, like I don't smoke in my car at all, um, often, you know. But every now and then, I'll smoke a cigar while I'm, you know, relaxing before I go in the house or whatever. And yeah. Sometimes I forget that my mask is sitting, you know, three feet from me. And then I'll go, you know, I'll get, I'll go to work the next day. I'll like, oh shit! I'll grab a mask and like put it on, and oh yeah, yeah, it smells lovely. You know, <laughs> so the whole day I'm like, well, that was a good macanudo. <laughs> like I can still taste it. It's changing a lot. Hopefully, you know, I mean, obviously the the mask thing. I think honestly, um, I've been to a lot of comic cons in my life now, especially working them. Um, C2E2, you know, New York, San Diego, all these different cons and stuff like that, and. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably going to be wearing a mask the next Motor City Comic Con. And the only reason I say that is every year when we do a con, you know, we pretty much always get what's called con crud. And uh, uh, the lady who played Marianne, rest her, God rest her soul, uh, from Gilligan's Island, she and I were talking about it a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. She was smoking a ton of weed. Um, <laughs> like she had a blunt. Like a big family. She was in her seventies, just smoking. She had that woman. Oh God, bless her. I love her so much. Don Wells was so sweet, but she was always high. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you know, no. Don and I were laughing about it because you know you build up an immunity after a while, but every couple of years the con crud kind of changes, and it was like some kind of weird cold, just like the common cold, but a little bit worse um, that would be passed around to the comic cons. You know, that's crazy. With COVID and all that shit, I, I could see us continually wearing masks at the cons you know like oh i'm not uh showing up to any cons maskless for at least the next year oh yeah like i like i won't be showing up to a con without a mask until 2022 oh yeah like totally like we're we're gonna get our press passes probably you and i to uh motor city the next time it opens well mm -hmm. definitely because miriam will just do it yeah, we'll be definitely be wearing masks. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't uh, ask people to wear them, you know, even after they get the you know, inoculation or whatever, you know. And, yeah. Because um, I mean, you can carry even when you get the inoculation for COVID, you can still carry it. So that's it. That's well, thing. yeah, because uh, well, the thing is, I bro, I'm so fascinated in this vaccine. I've looked up so much info on it. Like, it's crazy how they did it, bro. Like. They did some real Iron Man shit to make this vaccine. <laughs> like, it's so sweet. It doesn't contain one piece of the entire virus. Like, the, like, okay, so, like, there's a little, uh, there's a metaphor for how it works, I guess you could say, or like a, uh, uh, an analogy, I guess. Like, think of the virus as like an M&M, um, candy coated outside, chocolate inside, but replace the candy 
and the chocolate with like the chocolate being the virus itself and the candy being the the spreader like the the protein that just cases the virus that is the thing that infiltrates your body so the virus doesn't actually do anything to spread within your body it's that outer layer um and that outer layer alone has no symptoms attached it's just a spreader so if you had if you were infected with the outer layer you wouldn't get sick you would just have your body fighting off that outer layer over and over like what the fuck is this thing like it's it doesn't belong here what is it it's not doing anything but it doesn't belong here and your body would fight to get it out um so what the vaccine is they basically figured out the exact dna strand of the virus that creates that protein on the outer shell so they plucked that dna strand figured out how the cell uh sends signals to create that and then they used that that instruction list that the cells give and put that into the vaccine so what the vaccine does is they shoot it into you and it fucking tells your body to start making that protein not the virus so your body starts making that protein and then your body starts fighting that protein and once you're done fighting it you wait two weeks three weeks come back get the get the shot again and then you fight it one more time and your body is like all right i'm ready to take this motherfucker out instantly and at that point if you ever contract covid again you'll have it sure but it'll be short-lived because your body knows how to fight that protein so automatically it would be able to take out the whole virus as a whole because that your antibodies are set up to attack it from all angles like imagine like cool an, a whole armada of your of your white blood cells getting ready to f- send antibodies like like I, I wish you would covid i wish you would like <laughs> like that's why the vaccine is so cool because Everybody that's an anti-vaxxer that's like, I would never. They're, they're, they're giving people autism with that. They're giving people cancer with that. They're giving people, th- like, all those people, they can't possibly say that you're giving them the virus. I've seen so many people trying to claim that and then getting debunked instantly because the virus is not within this this vaccine. Like, the common cold doesn't have one. The flu has one, but they use dead flu cells. So they, they, and, and it's not even in the vaccine at the end of it. They just use the cells to create the vaccine. They, it, there's no actual vi- like flu cells in the vaccine for the flu. It's just, they use the, the shit to, to influence their vaccine. Um, but the, the COVID one, every time I've seen someone post it, someone immediately replies like, no, not possible. This is why. And they're like, huh? But I thought, no. No, not even a little bit, bud. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> oh, so much. It's so good because like bro, I'm here's what I'm hoping. I, I told I told Carla this. I told a couple people this. I'm hoping one of these days Greg's like, hey, you guys got a hospital to do next week. And I'm gonna be like, okay. And then I'm gonna sit down in the chair and I'm gonna be getting ready for the night shift. And then some doctor's gonna come in and just like stick me in the side. And I'm going to be like, ah, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's going to be like, yeah, you just got vaccined. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, you rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping for it. 
Oh my god! Yeah, I'm part of the uh, because I'm in uh, I'm an essential worker. I'm in the. You're on the list. I'm on the list. I'm in Group One C. So whenever that comes around, they're not even to One B yet, but they're barely, barely through A. But, well, the you know. Delta is in the process of determining whether or not uh, Dad's essential. And uh, or well, not just him, but like anybody that works at the airport, really. No, just which is, let's be honest, he's hush. It, uh, yeah, <laughs> and like honestly, they're like, oh, like, oh, we gotta get him cooked up. <laughs> airports have been essential this whole time because oh, they've yeah. been wide the fuck open this whole time, delivering mail this whole time. Like without them, majority of our mail that's long distance would take forever oh, yeah you're talking about like a week of driving from new york to fuck <laughs> that. you know fuck that i mean if if the guy wanted to he could do that in like two days but like nobody <laughs> in their right mind's doing that <laughs> in nevada and you'd be like i'm the lord jesus christ like, oh! like let us oh! <laughs> yeah no it's it would be bad Speaking of weird but, creepy w- fucked up shit wonder woman 1984 came out <laughs> yeah like not a terrible movie. Uh, the ending was weird. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I loved at least one thing about this movie. The first part. <laughs> uh, which which part in the first part? Oh, the the kid when she was a kid when she was a child running oh, through yeah. Themyscira. That was really good. But it it opened up the bad motif of this movie of just lying is bad. Cheating is bad. Sorry, Don't um, do it. There were two better versions of this movie. One was Liar Liar, and the other one was Bruce Almighty. <laughs> and both of them are classics. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna say, like, they like I don't know who at Warner Brothers gave notes to the script, <laughs> but they can go fuck themselves because like you can see the underlying skeleton of this movie was was brilliant and a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was really just decent. Different, you know, like a little di- kind of kind of just just a fun movie. Yeah. But little things like, you know, a tall gorgeous brunette with legs up to here is able to run around Washington DC doing superhero shit and no one knows a thing about it. Not a single person. No one's ever Not a, a single photo. person. In Washington DC in fucking 1984. She Fine. goes to the Whatever. mall and kicks these <laughs> five or six dudes asses and not a single person in there takes a picture sure she takes out the video cameras but not one person had a little wind up like wind come up. on it's 1984 polaroid was huge that's right 1984 and i was like six <laughs> you know like like i mean there's layers of like things okay, that were saying. a problem <laughs> there there were layers of things that were a problem okay, yeah like movie. okay first of all she mourned the loss of steve trevor so bad she never made another connection with another human being in For 60 fucking 60 year. so- <laughs> oh my god about another man or woman that she could connect with in 66 years she was a simp and she was with steve, steve for <laughs> seven days <laughs> she she literally met him and within a week he was dead uh, and in the end she tells the people of earth that life was fine before you started wishing you shouldn't wish you're you're impoverished third world masses should not want more than we have i'm sorry the middle east you, you I'm sorry. Terrorists. You silly terrorists. You should know that only powerful Western nations and the USSR should have access to nuclear arsenals. 
It's like, <laughs> no matter that Diana is like a fucking demigod with eternal life, beauty, wealth, and superpowers. Uh, no, 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 no. You puny mortals need to revoke your wishes to save the world. It's, it's, it's I thought so it was, condescending and so it, unrealistic. It was kind of silly because, like, the whole thing they had about the, the wishes was this repeated phrase, like, it's the monkey's paw. And yeah. I was sitting there like, I've probably only heard the monkey's paw as a thing maybe twice in my entire life. <laughs> and I didn't even remember it until they said it in the movie. And I was sitting there like, who really wrote that in? Because without explaining it to the new audience, no one's going to know what the fuck that means. Oh, yeah. No, 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 nobody. Again, that's and, probably a note from some older person at Warner Brothers. Like, no, right. mention this. Mention because they'll get it. They'll get it. Well, and then, you know, you go into the whole wish thing and it's like, yeah, you, you ask for what you want most and you, you get it, but you also get, uh, something taken away from you or you get, uh, basically a consequence for your, for your good fortune. And like the, I thought it was really cool how they did the first one. Like the guy walks into the office and he's like sitting right behind, uh, the two, uh, main he, he's talking he's sitting behind wonder woman and cheetah and they're talking about the stone and she's like yeah it says you can get whatever you want so much as you wish for it and then the guy comes up he's like i wish i could have a hot cup of cu- cup of coffee right now and then the 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 guy's like hey uh sherry isn't here today and uh i got her some coffee uh does anybody want one hey look my luck's turning around and then he <laughs> and then he takes a sip and he's like ah it's hot <laughs> but he's still happy because he got his coffee <laughs> so like so fucked up if you were to ask that guy if the coffee was worth his wish he probably would have wished for something better if he knew it would have worked oh, but yeah. like but he probably still <laughs> thought that coffee was worth it how many people out there wished for like the best life imaginable and what they lost was so minimal that it was totally worth it to them I wish I was a millionaire and my, my, my family was perfectly happy and said, well, your dog's going to die. All right. Well, fuck that dog. All right, well, my kids are going know, to college. I can, and I can buy another dog. <laughs> I can buy fuck another you. dog. I'll, I'll miss you, Fido, but look at my bands. <laughs> look. I, I, check out my bands. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm a bad person. <laughs> the dog just person. drops dead. Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, realistically, let's. I mean, let's be honest with each other. The best DC movie in recent years has been Joker, and I mean, it really large that movie. It succeeded because it was more human relatable story, and it didn't have to be over the top like the at all. Real. Yeah, and the character felt real. Like mm-hmm. you, you felt what he was feeling. Like, what are, and it had an ending that really made you think. Like, like Steve Trevor died in the first movie, meaning something. And this this movie, this death in this movie was like. <laughs> like you yeah, he just it. see. You know what kills me about this the the whole thing with uh, Steve Trevor taking over that guy's body and whatever is like that guy, the real guy, woke up like a week later in a totally different spot, and <laughs> like what the he fuck? probably was so confused. Why did my hips hurt? Did I fucking Amazon? What the hell just happened? <laughs> I mean, plus, I mean, it's, it's also it's also like okay, you're also looking at this through the lens of. You know, of, of a dude writing this for Gal Gadot's, you know, Wonder Woman. Like, okay, you've been in love before. You know, you, you've met people. You've been so in love with them. And things that shit, shit's happened. You moved on. Like, no woman. You know, it's it's it's, it's just it's very cliche that the that a woman would pine so much for a man 
that she would like, oh my gosh, for 66 years, nobody's going to be like, you know. Yeah, she, like, you know I mean? as like, many conflicts as she had been in and out of in that time. And other people she's met? I refuse to, be, I mean, but I, I don't know. At the same time, I kind of get it because they, they kind of explain that she like, she does her job and then kind of like goes home. She's not social, no matter how hot she is. Like she, like, cause even when, uh, even when she's out and about with uh cheetah, she's like, yeah, I don't really got friends. And Cheetah's like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> how do you <laughs> not have friends? Yeah, like, right. You're like you're literally the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. How do you not have friends? Like she was like, I'm a I'm a fucking nerd. Like no one likes me. People make fun of me all the time, and I'm like, please stop. And then they don't. <laughs> and then right. I just accept it. <laughs> she was like, This is the worst. <laughs> but like you got you're beautiful, you're you're like you're fantastic. Years, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh <laughs> but like it I, I get it for her to be like on a social level completely in it, but like it just makes no sense that it's 1984. Like she's that yeah. means she went through World War One with Steve Trevor and the and the team. Did nothing for World War Two. Did nothing during fucking Vietnam. Did nothing like for all of that time, we're talking sixty years of conflict with other countries. Hang out and like at a diner and like fight bad guys that tried to rob the diner once every like ten years. Like what the fuck did she? And do? like it's it's kind of like uh, I mean, not to like switch topics, but like Captain America and Endgame yeah. at the very end, going back and meeting uh, Peggy, Peggy, and living out a life with her, and then showing back up as an old man and giving uh falcon is his shield like his new shield like that's really cool but it tells me that captain america not only relived a life uh with peggy and possibly led to the creation of like his granddaughter or whatever but like it he he that means he sat through like three american wars at least he sat through two non-war conflicts. He sat through 9-11. He, he let Bucky b- stay a Hydra soldier for like 70 years. <laughs> and like, <laughs> he let Tony's parents die again. Like, everything that goes on in that time period between him going back to Peggy and Peggy's death and him showing back up to give Falcon the, the shield. All, everything in that time span that he would have had to have just ignored if he didn't want to change the time. Like Captain America, you're kind of a piece of shit at this point. Like you're like, <laughs> you're like, you might be 90, but like, you're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck, man? You yeah. were cool when you were fighting Hitler and shit, but like, damn, you just let Vietnam happen. You just let <laughs> the Korean war happen. You just let desert storm happen. Hey, what the like fuck, man? you let nine 11 happen. Like, God damn it. Like, oh my god! <laughs> and he definitely knows about all those conflicts because he had the time to learn about America's history in between his freezing and his awakening. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's but, got an eidetic memory and shit too. I mean, so, so like if if she if Wonder Woman went through all of that just to fucking uh, to, to portray her as a female that's swooning over some man she met. For that's kind of silly. Days, that's kind of like that. silly. 
You know, it's, I find it really kind of sexist and kind of sh- kind of shitty, regardless of whether it's a male or female writing this the story. Like, right, have, have a, a woman swoon over some man she met, you know, fucking sixty years ago, like, and to not give it like no one matters but him. That's childish. That's tw- that's a twelve year old looking at love or a sixteen year old looking at love. It's not an adult, right, looking at love and like you can love somebody and lose them and move on to love somebody else. You know, but to, to be like for half a century to be like, you know, it's no one like him, like no, like fuck that shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> as I'm, I'm speaking as a 43 year old father who's been married for 15 years, yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, I've I've been in love and fallen out of love plenty of times. You know, like it's it's a nice thing. It's not epic. It's not fucking Arwen and Aragorn. You know, like that's the shit right. stories and fairy tales. It's not real life. And for for them to write her like that, I thought was kind of like it was very shitty. And I was like, yeah, they should have done better. I mean, the DCEU though, you know, you and I, you know, have agreed. Like, you know, they they have a lot of potential, and they always go into the movies with a lot of potential. And as soon as those little notes from the fucking uh, higher ups start popping in, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you wind up with shit like what happened with, uh, you know, um, uh, Justice League, which is thank God we're getting the Snyder. I'm cut. so <laughs> glad for this fucking I Snyder can't wait cut. Disney the Snyder cut, <clears throat> and then, you know, I just saw um, Jared Leto just got interviewed for this other movie he's in, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm really excited because I'm in the Snyder cut," and uh, <laughs> he was like, "They're actually going to give me a Joker scene that probably would have been worthy for Suicide Squad." And awesome. it's no secret that studio meddling also was the reason that a lot of his scenes were cut. Oh, like yeah. the studio, for whatever reason, just decided to last minute put their input in and say, huh, maybe we should just drop Jared Leto's 90% of his role. Because what was supposed to happen, a lot of people don't even know, but like he kind of like disappears for the, the whole like last like quarter to half of, mo- of the movie after that, like helicopter crashes that he's in. Um, the reality that was supposed to ha- like of what was supposed to happen was like, he was supposed to like emerge from that crash. And like, um, it, he was basically going to be like the kind of Joker that you would expect where like, he's a dick to Harley and Harley still, for whatever reason, loves him. And, uh, yeah, they like, what they did was they were like, all right, instead of the Joker being that guy, that's a dick to Harley. And then like, she still falls in love with him. We're going to have enchantress and her brother somehow convince the entire team that like they can grant all their wishes. And that's going to be enough to make the whole team and put into a conflict. And now like, it's going to be like six versus two and it's going to be really lame. What was going to happen was Joker was supposed to die and Enchantress was going to bring Joker back. And it was going to be like a wish kind of scenario of like, I can use my witch powers to wish you back to life, but there has to be a cost just like this Wonder Woman shit. And the cost was going to be like, um, he has to take the place of somebody or whatever. That's immortal. And he was like, I'm fine with that. And like, then it was going to be a whole conflict where Harley has to choose like the team versus like, 
the man I, I love, even though he fucking hates me. And the whole final battle was going to be Enchantress and Joker, like going against the Suicide Squad. And Joker was supposed to be like basically immortal. What the fuck? <laughs> and it was going to be really fucking comic booky as opposed to really cringy movie. Like, like, I don't know. It, it's like all of the studio meddling in that movie was to make it more like a movie, less like a comic book. But if you looked at the original script, the whole movie was meant to be a dark DC comic book. And it, it just didn't become that because of the studio meddling. Snyder cut got the same treatment. Um, or well, not Snyder cut, but justice league got the same treatment. The second Snyder bowed out. Um, Ray Fisher just got booted from the Flash movie. Oh. They they seriously just booted him, and he had a significant role. And they just booted him. They said "fuck it, bye." Like, and when <laughs> when asked why, it was because um, like th- like their policies weren't lining up with his uh his beliefs and statements and all this shit because he's been calling out all of the executives for the last like three years at, at Warner brothers that have been basically blackballing him this whole time. He's, he's been very vocal about exactly who he's like Zack Snyder. I love that guy. He's, he's done nothing but good for my character, for me as an actor, for like my whole career. I can thank Zack Snyder for his contribution to it. The rest of you guys, fuck you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and so they fired him. They just told him like, you're not in the next flash movie, even though like cyborgs role was going to be helping Barry and work, work through the speed force as, as he does cyborg helps Barry a lot of the time. He has that fucking speed force treadmill that he helps him out with links it up to a fucking computer. And he's like, yeah, just go for it. Like, but but all of that shit is gone now. And it's just going to be, Ezra Miller's Flash movie with very little um, Justice League member contact. That's so fucked up. That's so stupid. Yeah, when you when you start adding, you know, with studio notes and shit, you let the studio executives make decisions like that. That's when you run into trouble. It's why indie films, you know, is, is even though the production values might not be as good, a lot of times they're just fucking better and they're fun. You know, because there's nobody higher up that's going to be like, you need to change this because it'll make this demographic happier. Do this or right. draw this crowd in. You know, you don't want that shit, you know. No. And you know what? Um, even the first Wonder Woman movie was subject to studio fucking. Like, I'm sure. They, uh, I remember a lot of people when that movie came out, they really loved it. But the one thing that I saw pretty much across the board complained about was that final scene. The uh, final battle, I should say. Because the rest of the movie, the CG is is very basic. It's not insanely in your face. But for whatever reason, when Ares reveals himself and the battle takes off between her and him at the airstrip, everything is just like a clusterfuck of bad CG. And it's like he's like doing this Magneto level manipulation of metal and like she like they have that really dumb moment where like he closes her down to the ground with the metal and it's like all right for one she could bust out of that with no problem i don't care who <laughs> he is she could easily bust out of that right now and she stays under it and then steve uh blows up and she's like no nah. and then like she like bursts out of it 
into an instant upright standing position within like half a second. And it's like the worst CG I've ever seen on an individual <laughs> next, next to Superman's mustache. Oh my like God. it was so bad. And then Aries looked like shit because he was like, they tried to stick this man's face inside of a 90% CG body. And oh it looked God. horrible. It looked like he, he literally looked like some dude you'd see, uh, like repairing the plumbing at your work. <laughs> right. You're like, and like, oh, what the fuck? Ray? What do you do? And then it came out that, um, uh, forget what the director's name is. Um, she's really cool. Um, fuck. She directed the new one too. Um, anyway, I don't remember her name, but the same director of both movies, she had been told by Warner brothers to change her written ending to what their new, uh, we recommend it ending is, and that's why we got that CGI fest. Her ending was going to be a lot more toned down, simplified uh, conversation back and forth between gods. While Steve Trevor does the heroic American thing, she's going to have a godly conversation and then potentially just like shut Ares down instantly because that's how strong she is. She's a fucking demigod. Like, and she was made specifically as like, the God stopper. If a God was going to be a problem, she was made as the, the thing to stop that. Like, so like it would have been no problem for her to beat him. Um, but that's what studio meddling got an ending. That was the only reason critics and fans alike had any complaints because the whole movie besides that ending is a knockout. Like, yeah. Oh, the first, so good. Amazing. So good. She kills it. She kills it. I will say the only thing I think is truly better in this one and the new one is how she portrays Diana Prince. I believe her actual coming into the character is a lot better in this movie than it was in the first one. The first one she's, she plays, she plays really a really dumb Diana, like a very uh, ignorant of reality diana oh <laughs> um and and that's on purpose like yeah she, she hasn't been anywhere she's she just came from themiscira and like you know she doesn't even know what the world is this is like a diana that's been here for 60 some years it feels like she's turning into like the 80s like uh or no it was earlier than that shit it was fucking what was it the 70s when the show was on oh yeah it was the late 70s early 80s yeah like it felt like that. And let me tell you, that was the coolest shit in the world. When uh, Linda, yes. When Linda showed up and I, and I knew it when I saw them green eyes peeking through the golden armor, I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, she swung around. I was like, Oh, that's perfect. Like, yeah, I, love I love it. She's, she's beautiful. She's, she's awesome. But yes, yeah, so Linda Carter. <clears throat> The movie, the movie was okay. It had some major faults, but yeah, it wasn't a complete trash fest. I think we can agree that you know people should go see that shit. I don't, you know, go see, get HBO, whatever. I I'd recommend watching it at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, and whether you hate it or love it after the fact, doesn't matter. Just watching it at least. Doesn't matter because they got your money. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Uh, um, but yeah, the next time we meet, we definitely got to talk about. Um, some Star Trek. I've been sending you links. <laughs> yes. Did we uh did we ever finish talking about Mando? Yeah, we talked about it. Maybe finish recap that off last time. Okay. Um have you started watching WandaVision? 
No, I do want to start that. Oh, it's we'll so about, good. All right, I'm gonna start, I'll start watching it in the next next weekend. We'll talk. About I'll it. try to catch up on the Star Trek shit you've been sending me, and we'll have feet. stuff to talk about. <laughs> I can't feel my feet. <laughs> it's cold as a motherfucker. Ah, Detroit. Detroit. Why do you hate me so? <laughs> yeah, so next time we'll talk a little WandaVision. Sounds good. We'll talk a little. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more video game, and maybe talk a little bit some Triangulum Studios with my boy. Yeah. All right, you guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. <laughs> I'm going to cut it short, but I got to pee so bad I can taste it. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold it is. <laughs>